0: Welcome back to the Patrick Lally Show on Information One Thousand KSOO. We are continuing our conversation today with Dr. David Pierce. He is Executive Vice President of Research at Sanford Health, and we've uh, we've touched on a little bit of type one diabetes, and we've talked about uh, sort of the the efforts to use stem cells. Uh, but I think the you know the more important question for you, uh, Dr. David Pierce, is
1: what do you do for fun? You, you, <laughs> do you ever get to do anything other than work out and work? So. Um I'm actually going through a bit of a struggle right now. This is the first time I haven't coached soccer in as long as I can remember because uh, one of my daughters uh, who plays soccer, she's playing JV, so I'm on the sideline rather than my wife uh, said to me. She said, I've never watched a soccer game with you. This is going to be an interesting experience. <laughs> so my fun right now is you know, I've got twin daughters who are 14 and a, and a 20-year-old in college, but there's always been youth sports. Um, so rather than coaching it right now, it's actually uh, watching it. So,
0: so because you uh, grew up in, in Great Britain and you uh, are a soccer player, do, are your daughters, do they excel at, at the game? Or are they outstanding performers on the soccer pitch, as we like to say?
1: Well, if she, if she listens to this, I'm going to have to be very honest, and she knows it. She, she's good. She's not exceptional.
0: So only you have twin daughters. Mm-hmm. Does only one of them play?
1: No, the other one's uh, going to be a scientist like me. She's ah. uh, much more into that, not into exercise and, and such forth. Whereas the one who plays soccer, she does everything. What are their names? Hannah and Madeline.
0: And what's your wife's name? Sue. And what's your your kid in uh, in uh, college? Yeah, Matthew's in college. Matthew's yeah. in college. Where does he go to school? He's a, a corn husker. Oh, well, there you go. Well, you're lucky because uh, that we broadcast University of Nebraska Cornhusker football games, real football. So you'll be okay. Oh, okay. Um, the uh, uh, so you're that's all you got. You don't do anything else for well, fun. Well,
1: We have an acreage, so that keeps me pretty busy uh, okay. at the weekends. Just
0: being outside. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful. Um, so Sanford has this. Uh, you when you came here, you started something called the Cord Cords Registry, mm-hmm. which sounds amazing. Explain to me what that
1: is. Yeah, let me put it in the context of what COORD. So it stands for the Coordination of Rare Diseases at Sanford. So if, you're, if you have a child in the United States that's diagnosed with a rare disease that you've never heard of before, and there's about 3,000 of those rare diseases, um, first thing you'd want to do is go to the internet and search and learn about, well, my child's just had this diagnosis, and, or even as an adult, you may be diagnosed with a rare disease. I need to learn about it. And you'll find out that maybe only 20 people in the United States have that disease. Maybe only 50 Mm. or 300. And we're in a pretty big country, so which means that um, you know two impactful things there is is that obviously you're no, not near anybody else with a rare disease, but also many physicians are not familiar with these rare diseases because they don't see many patients with these rare diseases. So the concept of this is, and it comes back from my background when I launched a clinical trial in bat disease at Rochester is, is if you actually get the contact information for the, all 50 people in the United States that have that rare disease. Um, that's a registry, and from that registry, then you can start inputting all of the symptoms and the signs of the disease um, for the families to recognize and understand, and also for physicians to recognize and understand, because they ne- may never ever see another patient with that. But a real good thing there is is that what you can do then is is, as people are researching these diseases, because they are, they have a database that they can access uh, to where patients are. So if they would need a blood sample, uh, you know, to do some research on. Mm-hmm. But then the really good thing is, is if there's someone comes up with some sort of intervention for the disease, um, you know, how to find the patients. Right, that's amazing. And so,
0: you established this uh, registry at Sanford. Uh, why did you Why did you want to do it here? Why did you want to have that registry in your institution?
1: So. The basis of the clinical trial that I had for Batten disease, which is a rare disease, about 200 children in the United States have that, was because we'd built a registry before. Um, The utopian dream was, if you're going to cure a disease, I need to be able to cure all of the children. So when I was being recruited by Sanford, I said, uh, if I come here, I want to make an impact on more than just one disease. And they said, how many? And I said, all of them. All of them, right. So um, so it's It's a very ambitious project, but the idea being is, is how? why would I pick this disease over that disease? We have the capability because we offer this for free. If you have a rare disease, then we're going to help you find a treatment for this disease once it's developed.
0: How do you find those people? I mean, this, you're talking about how many, potentially how many people?
1: Yeah, they, they find us. Um, 30 million Americans have been diagnosed with a rare disease, so we have a very long way to To go to actually get all of those into the database, obviously there are registries, other registries out there. Drug companies build them, uh, other researchers build them. Um, but uh, what's unique about ours is, is we offer this as a free service. It's the right thing to do. Um, then we, we 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 share the data with others. We're not doing this for any other reason than it, it makes sense and it helps our build our research program mm-hmm. and it builds our reputation as well.
0: So this the registry, as you mentioned, other. Other institutions have them, colleges, governments, but uh, Sanford's the only one that's
1: like a health system based. Is it? Sanford's the only one that's health system based, and Sanford's the only one will take anybody. And that's um, the advantage yeah, of most research databases or government ones are focused on specific diseases already. Wow. Uh, we- we'll take anybody into ours right now. How many are in? So we're about 4,000. So it's, you know, it's a, as we said, we've got a long way to go. Right. And most of that has been, rather than random individuals connecting with us, it's certain foundations. Imagine if you do have a child with a rare disease and you read about it, then you want to connect with other families, then you form a foundation, a non-for-profit to raise funds for research. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we provide that free service because then the foundation and uh, for a tax here is one example. They've been told, well, you need a registry that will help the researchers. So they approached us and we basically you know collect the data and keep their registry for them
0: i imagine it takes a certain amount of time just to build that infrastructure and to build the The uh, uh, reputation and everything that goes with it, at some point, it just becomes exponential growth in
1: terms of the number of people that come in. Correct. And Uh, we're at the exponential growth now. I mean, all the words you said to describe this were correct. There's one additional word, it takes trust as well. Because when you have a child diagnosed with a rare disease, unfortunately, many people will tell you that they can help you and and have an impact. So that's why when people approach us, it's free. I say, yeah, it's free. You know, oh, well, what are you going to do with the data? When mm-hmm. you say, well, we'll give the data to whoever you tell us to give us the data. We'll just maintain it for you. And if we need to use the data, mm-hmm. we'll ask you as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, Dr. David Pierce, he is Executive Vice President of Research at Sanford Health. And we've been talking about lots of different aspects of the uh, what's going on out there. I have one last question for you, uh, Dr. Pierce. And that is, this all does seem kind of mind-boggling and breathtaking at times, the ambition all of it, you got to deal with the FDA. You got to deal with private partnerships and uh, uh, clinical trials and all that. Why? Why? Why do you do it? Why does Sanford want to be so ambitious?
1: So I think we just want to make an impact on our patients. Um, we want to do the right thing by our patients, and we want to do the same at a national level. Um, in many ways, we will become a destination site. One of the things just in the rare disease space, if a child is diagnosed with a rare disease, they should be saying, we need to get to Sanford because they have the world's best. That's the ambition. We want. We want. It, there's ambition there in terms of development of the organization, but who wouldn't want to be the world's leader in providing patient care? It's a great
0: story. Dr. David Pierce, Executive Vice President of Research at Sanford Health, uh, thank you very much for coming in. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Uh, This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO.